0: Welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I am Zen, and this is a podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip, or exotic destinations. Today, we just heard from a few experts, one who is within the University of California, Irvine, our sponsor, that with the release of COVID vaccines and the approval of Johnson Johnson's new, easier-to-store vaccine if we're lucky, a certain amount of normalcy may occur this summer. So Mm -hmm. that even means, yeah, isn't that great? Um, domestic travel. Some of them are thinking early next year, but they're saying this summer we might have some normalcy, but fall winter kind of a rollback. And then this will all go away. If the variants don't take hold, Mm. um, So, uh, so what's your thoughts? What do you think, Lee, or whoever?
1: Hallelujah. Oh, that's (laughs) fine. I, you know, while international travel is forbidden, most of us have plenty to explore because the U.S. of A. is ginormous. And even after living in Southern California for over 20 years, I'm still discovering new places.
0: Yeah, right?
1: Totally. Yeah, I mean, even over the past year, I have found so many things. When you think of everything that's been closed in COVID, um, I'm still finding new places just on regular wanderings. And so if folks live local and are interested in a staycation, or if you're coming to Southern California and you haven't listened to our December podcast back in 2019, where we interviewed Robin Rocky, the author of a hundred things to do in Orange County before you die. You might want to check that out because she offers a lot of trips about what to do in Orange County. But anyways, I'm late and I'm going to start gushing later, but I also want to give Emily a chance. Oh,
2: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Emily, and um, I'll, while we did interview Robin Rocky, she didn't mention all of our favorites, or maybe if she did, we just want to talk about them some more. So today, we would like to mention our personal favorite things to do in Southern California. But before we begin, here's a quick word from our sponsor The events of 2020 have shaken the world and impacted our lives, but fearlessness is the mother of reinvention, change your career, prepare for a promotion, start a business with our fully online professional certificate programs available anywhere, anytime to fit your busy schedule. Find out more at ce.uci.edu. With adversity comes great strength. Find yours with us at the University of California Division of Continuing Education. Find them at ce.uci.edu.
0: All right, I actually put together a whole list of things to do. Um, The so I'm going to go with um, if you're visiting California, what you probably know is California is the one of the centers of the car industry, car world. Everyone comes to California because of our cars and our roads. So I am going to suggest three different things that you are not going to typically find in any guidebook of how to go see um, if you, you are a car freak. Because in California, I mean, there's everything. Lamborghinis, all the time, Ferraris up and down the road, high-end Porsches, everything is, it's just an exotic, it's a, it's an exotic zoo. Um, the first place I suggest you go. So like whether you're in LA, Orange County or, um, San Diego, um, there's something called cars and coffee. Just Google it Google Carson Coffee and the county that you're in. So L.A. County, Orange County, or San Diego. And they all have car meets, which are absolutely free. They usually are on Saturdays. They start at 7 a.m. And... Depending on, the, depending on the car, which one, like the one in South Orange County, probably about two to 300 exotic cars come out and they park in a parking lot. Everyone grabs a cup of coffee and they walk around and they talk about each other's cars. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. Yeah.
0: And it's so neat because you can, I've actually seen this before where someone had an S, a Mercedes-Benz, I think it's an SL 300, you know with the gull wings from the 1940s or 1950s and they're like half a million to a million dollars next to this car this clapped out Nissan rusty junk thing where the guy took the engine and put it in the rear instead of the front
1: <laughs> he made his
0: he made his own car and these two guys were just talking like they were best friends <laughs> i mean it was it was fantastic and um and i'll tell one really short story is another short story is um there is a certain type of lamborghini i'm not lamborghini it's a lotus i forget it's a lotus I, i forget the name i've only seen these cars twice and it looks like an el camino you know where they have like a large uh like a um a pickup truck, mm-hmm. but where the pickup truck where the bed would be is the engine of this lotus and I forget which model it is. Avora? Anyways, and it was like a nineteen sixties car, and I was staring at it and I was like, Oh my god, I have never seen one of these that actually moved. And one guy comes up to me with a British accent he goes, Excuse me, is is this your car? And I'm like, No, I'm sorry, this isn't my car. And I go, Oh and he goes, Oh, I'm trying to find the owner of this car. I'm like, why? He goes, well, I grew up next to this factory and I watched these get built. And I had uh, as, and he was like in his forties, like I've never actually seen one in person, but everyone I know built these cars, like my father and whatever, whatever. And, and then he opened up his bag and in his bag is all the original pamphlets for the car because i brought all these original pamphlets with from from London, from uh, the uk because i told my friend in the united states i wanted to come to a Carson and coffee and find one of these and actually see one and i have all these pamphlets i collected over the years just because everyone in my city worked there and i want to give these pamphlets to the owner
2: oh wow that's incredible
0: (laughs) and he eventually found the owner and i just watched these two talk and i saw him hand over the pamphlets and everything amazing so that's cars and coffee i don't care how small you know park your car off the side you're not going to park your rental in there Mm -hmm. um walk in talk to people grab a cup of coffee have a good time the second one i'm going to suggest is this is orange county it's called the donut derelicts it's all american cars from the 1960s well actually 1900s or 20 you know like 1910s all the way up to probably about the 1970s um if you have it bring it and um people will bring their cars in and uh and they're mostly modified hot rods and that happens every week that's called the donut derelicts in orange county and same same type of camaraderie, too. If you like American Iron, you want to go Donut Derelicts. If you want to see exotic cars from around the world, no matter whatever the age, go to Cars and Coffee.
1: Wow. I definitely need to pass those on to my uh, my father-in-law because he's definitely a car guy. So the next time he comes down, that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, I actually have friends come around the world to come when they hang out with me it's like can you take me to Carson Coffee sure let's go to Carson Coffee
2: Oh wow so, I had no idea that those existed
0: Yeah if you guys want to go I'll take you one Saturday if you're willing to get up early in the morning I mean it has I'm not sure if it's open right now but probably this summer it will open up and we could just spend half an hour and just walk around
1: Wow Oh my gosh
0: free free too That's awesome so,
1: well, free. Okay, since we're going on free and unexpected things, um, this, my first thing I'm going to share, I went to before the pandemic and the second one was during the pandemic. I love, I mean, I love finding glimpses of the world in my own backyard. So, uh, and one of those places that I always visit when I travel are churches and temples and things like that, because I get, there's so many times they are the, the centerpiece of a the community they reflect history, culture, values, and all of those things. And one weekend when I was just trying to find something to do before another event in in Southern California, I ended up going, I was in Chino Hills. because I was looking for something that was different in terms of a temple. And I found this, it's called the Babs Shiri Swami Miranaran Mandir. Now, Mandir, Emma's, and in Mary I N D I R. Um, and I felt like I was in India. It is this massive Hindu temple complex with a, a school and a restaurant and multi stories. And it it blew me away. I ended up ditching my other plans and spending over three hours wandering this place. It was made in under eight years. By hand, Ooh. with materials imported from around the world, and and it was just this fascinating experience. They had a in their lower level, almost like a museum about the not only the, the Hindu, um, but also in terms of building this mandir. There's only, I believe, seven in the country, um, and a handful around the world, and it was just. it it was amazing. And then I got my, you know, I got some food in the restaurant and, um, and just journaled and it, it it blew me away. Um, And so I, I highly recommend that. And then during the pandemic uh, I meet up with a friend and every day we go walking and lots, lots and lots of places. Well, one time we were walking in Santa Ana and came across this um, Buddhist temple that it's on new hope drive right on the line i think with um, fountain valley or garden grove and it was amazing once again multiple buildings tons of gorgeous uh statues and offerings and remembrances and it was it felt like i had been i was back in vietnam it had such a, a beautiful um smell and feel of of community that uh we were just, we were absolutely blown away. We were like, are we really seeing this here in the middle of a a neighborhood? So those are two of my places and both free and just spiritually. That's
2: incredible. Was the Buddhist temple, was it kind of like in a residential area or was it still in the commercial area? Because I know there's a couple that I've gone to and it's funny because you think you're driving down a street of neighborhoods and then all of a sudden you see this temple <laughs> and it's like in the middle of nowhere.
1: <laughs> it is literally in a, it's in a residential neighborhood.
2: Yeah. Like, you're okay. Just kind of
1: wandering around and then like houses, houses, houses. Oh, huge temple complex. <laughs>
2: so funny. It's incredible for sure.
1: <laughs>
2: okay.
0: No one had um, this uh, church zoning on that one. <laughs> <yeah>.
2: <laughs> um, I am going to take us to the mountains of, southern california to big bear um and if you know me or i feel like i've mentioned on this podcast a couple times but i have been snowboarding for the, this is the third year running and big bear is the nearest big um mountain i guess for skiing or snowboarding technically the nearest is mountain high to us but it's kind of a smaller resort big Bear's larger and big bear you got so many other things activities to do other than snowboarding and skiing but of course that's where i that's why i go there um so if you're not a boarder or a skier they have winter activities like snowshoeing and you have like the tubing um but year round they actually have a ton of stuff going on so big bear is has a lake so there's a lot of lake activities you can go kayaking they have like paddle boat tours or pat not paddle boat paddle wheel tours um on the lake and just other lake tours um there's a ton of hiking trails whether it's it, not the year-round thing if you're into winter hiking um and they've got cycling and mountain biking stargazing golfing you can go off-roading. But the things that I found the coolest when I was looking into this, and I've driven past them, but I have yet to do these, are they have a mine, What's called the mine shaft coaster. So this is the first and only mountain "quote unquote" roller coaster in California. And driving past it, it it's new, but it kind of looks old. Like it kind of looks as if it was abandoned, and they like re rebranded it in a way, but it's definitely new, uh, according to the website bears website. But basically it's a mile-long um roller coaster that you take up and it goes slow, like chugging up slowly. You gotta like admire the nature and then when it comes down, you actually can control the speed so there's no you don't have to go way out of control if you want to. But you can control the speed as it like goes and like turns and and just a mile down, you just see all of Big Bear from the scene of a roller coaster. So I thought that was really cool. Um, they also have zip lining in Big Bear, and there's an obstacle ropes course that you can do. Um, there's even a zoo that I've mm. yet to see, but I pass it every single time I go up there, and I always wonder where the animals are. Zoo <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I always feel like when i go it's too cold for them to be outside or something i don't know i've just never been there but i'm very interested in going uh but there's just a ton of thanksgiving big bear uh so there's
0: snowbirds they only go there during the summer
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) but get a cabin whether it's summer or winter or whatever and just have a little cabin getaway up there it's super nice so do
0: the bicycling do they is that like where the snowboarding is during the winter is that where they do the mountain so, biking or?
2: they do i believe so that's the mountain biking if you want to go like hardcore but they have okay. like next to like the hiking trails there's bike trails too um, for okay, the, okay. The casual riders
0: yeah i need bunny trails. like yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know um, we once w- had a weekend it was memorial day weekend we were going to go tent camping for two nights in um, Big Bear and then had a cabin rental for the third night. And the time I had this adorable Jeep Wrangler and we're driving up the mountain and driving and it starts raining and then it starts getting a little bit darker and then we start to see snow on the ground. And by the time we made it to Big Bear, there were several. Now, this is Memorial Day weekend, end of May, beginning of June. There, By the time we got to Big Bear, there were several inches of snow on the ground. Mm. And at that point really? I'm like, I, homegirl is not temp camping. <laughs> not <in the> snow. <laughs> and so it, we, we were able to get our, uh, get into our cabin early because lots of people couldn't make it up the mountain. Cause they didn't have chains on their car in the middle of May or the end of May. So we ended up having a winter wonderland weekend over Memorial day <laughs> unexpectedly. Um, and it was it was absolutely delightful. I echo everything you said about that place. It is totally magical and feels for somebody, you know, I grew up in in New, rural New Hampshire and it it always reminds me of home. So, oh, good good choice.
0: Very, very nice. Uh um I'm going to c- continue on the car thing. Okay. <laughs> so, um <laughs> Uh, it, not not okay so i'm gonna once again continue on the car thing uh you come to southern california obviously you've gone to see all the cars however um it's not about only seeing cars it's about going for drives if you're a car guy so i'm going to make give you a suggestion for three different car drives if you are in orange county you want to um take a ride on a road called Ortega Highway. Mm. Um, have you guys been?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. So it's between San juan Compostrano, um, Starts in San juan Compostrano and it goes right out to the ocean. And then you can drive this curvy road, back road, and it takes you i don't know through the hill mountains desertish, all the way up to lake elsinore which is a there's a lake at the top of are they mountains it's a mountain right mm-hmm. up there yeah San
1: Bernardino mountains. Okay.
0: okay i wasn't sure i i always have a hard time defining what's the difference between a really tall hill and a mountain <laughs> same um, <laughs> but it's just a beautiful road um if it's during the summer careful it's really hot really tight turns um be really careful if you're driving it during depending on time of day there's a lot of people going too fast on the road um but if you want to just go for a really great drive um taking your car up and down curves and seeing the sights and seeing nature um or take a highway is an excellent one uh If you watch car shows, uh, Jay Leno in particular, um, and you see him go out and he's driving a curvy road, um, there's something called a smoking tire, which is a YouTube video, and the guy just talks about cars or any Southern California car show, um, whether it's on YouTube or on television, they always go down something called Mulholland Highway. and Mulholland Highway is just kind of similar, um, very tight turns through the mountains, through the hills, and that's where you'll see all the exotic cars and motorcycles going up and down because people just want to go for a drive. So the third one is Pelos Verdes Drive, um, which is between Torrance and San Pedro. And um, that's essentially um, – it's – on the ocean so if you want to see the ocean versus the mountains that's my suggestion um and that's towards the la area those are my three favorite drives in southern california when you're on it be careful um be respectful uh there's police um and just to be very very specific people get injured on ortega and maholland all the time um, it is not something to be dallied with going, speeding too fast if you don't know the road. And there's lots of police out there waiting to pull you over. But if you're willing to take it at a proper speed, it these are wonderful drives. So those are my
1: three. Oh, and I definitely echo, um, I've done the Ortega. I do not recommend doing it in a 1974 Westphalia only because... <laughs> It is The size of a lawnmower and you really <laughs> irritate your fellow drivers as you struggle to uphill, but on a motorcycle, it is absolutely amazing.
0: Were you a passenger or a driver?
1: I was a passenger. Okay. I've been a driver, but not on the Ortega.
0: Oh, I, I used to take my motorcycle up there all the time. So that's, that's why I wonder, but man, during the summer, it is hot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, <laughs> you know, Wearing leathers and going up onto the hills. It's just like, and and you're sitting on an oven. (laughs) That's what it is, right? (laughs) An oven with wheels. So,
1: (laughs) But so many great things along that ride that it's just, oh my goodness. Lots of smiles. Well, I'm going to go local once again. And I'm going to, for me, my joy, and I'm there every week on different sides of the water is Balboa. Now it, Balboa is more than just, it's a, a part of Newport Beach. Um, Balboa has the island. Also within the island is the little island and the, just the main island. And then there's also the peninsula. Now Folks know the peninsula for the fun zone where you can do um, the Ferris wheel and there's lots of fried dough and everything you'd expect to find at a fair um, ice cream and all that great stuff is on the, the peninsula side. I tend to spend a lot more time on the island side. Interesting. Um, yeah. And there's a ferry that connects you between the two. And I believe it's like a dollar or $2 to take your car um, or a, a, your bike or just, you know, people just
0: walking. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: It's such a neat thing. Um, but what I love about the island and like I said, I mean, I walk it every week. Um, is the houses are just anywhere from your huge mansions to historic cottages. I think the oldest cottage we found is uh, 1912. Um, Mm -hmm. But they also, I mean, if you're, if you like the show Arrested Development, um, there's money in the banana (laughs) stand. You got to get yourself a frozen banana um, along the main road known as Park Ave. Um, Because
0: that actually is what they're referring to.
1: That is exactly it. Is
0: yeah. the banana it's stand. not not just a banana stand; it is the banana <laughs> stand that they refer to um, in the uh, in in the series.
1: Mm-hmm. This also, I mean, you see, because it is an island and it can get crowded really fast. There's a lot of people with golf carts, um, but those golf carts are especially awesome around the holidays. Where we stumbled upon their holiday golf cart parade with more than a hundred. <laughs> golf carts decorated for the holidays and i don't mean just like okay there's some cute blinking lights there was one golf cart that was blowing snow off (laughs) literally had their own little snow machine going and blowing snow music lights throwaways i mean it's like a little christmas mardi gras you know in southern california um because you know people are boozing over at the village inn and then the other thing that i love and then the holiday lights themselves the the residents go absolutely cuckoo decorating their houses for the holidays, and there's several holiday light competitions because there's a competition for the beachside homes um, that get awarded through the infamous Newport Beach Boat Parade. But there's also, you know, Balboa itself has their own uh, competitions, and there's the ones that we saw this year. were, I mean, there was one that had literally a frozen snowman. Um, made of snow, who was frozen all the way through um, January. I've, there was one house that literally this man in his late 80s has done an entire giant train set that he rolls out every day that is massive and he welcomes children to come and get up close look. He rolls it, in, like his ha- the front of his house opens up, and so he literally rolls it in and out all- every day. Um, there's one that was literally all puns. It was a winter (laughs) kind land. Um, I I, I spent a good, you know, 45 minutes solving the puns. Um, and then in the, when it's not the holidays, they have an awesome garage sale event in the spring where literally the alleys behind these amazingly gorgeous historic homes, folks are selling their stuff and you never know what you could find. I found some really good planters (laughs) the last time. They had it so I highly recommend Balboa Island as a as a gym you feel like you're you're leaving and like you're still kind of close to home.
0: Wow
2: yes okay I'm gonna keep us in the beach area but take us to Laguna Beach, which is my favorite beach because it's so beautiful um aside from the beaches like the town of Laguna itself is so cute. Uh, there's tons of shops and food options, uh, but I'm going to stay in the beach area. Okay, so Laguna has its main beach, but it has a ton of little tiny coves and smaller beaches that are scattered along the coast. And it's always fun trying to explore some new hidden areas. But one, there's a couple popular ones, so there's Thousand Steps Beach. Which is known for its many steps to get down. It's not a thousand steps though, but it feels like it. And I think uh, people have counted, and it's about two hundred steps. Still a lot um, to get down, but it's beautiful. And on either side of Thousand Steps Beach, there are large caves that you can uh, go and like actually walk through when it's low tide. Don't do it when it's high tide. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it's low tide <laughs> I don't think you can do it when it's high tide, but when it's low tide, the cave on the south end, you can enter it and walk through the entire thing and actually end up on, like, on, a, in an, on another beach. And on the other side, same thing, on the north side of Thousand Steps Beach, there's another tunnel you walk through and you end up at a different beach. And that's just like, how cool is that? You get to just walk across beaches um, all day. And yeah, and then there's, apart from Thousand Steps Beach, there is Victoria Beach, which it has, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like, it's got a beach, but then it kind of has like this pool that's man-made-ish. And there's sand in it, like sand from the beach. But then when it's high tide, the pool fills up with water, and so then you kind of get to sit in this pool while also at the beach. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't
2: know how to explain that. <laughs> but then right next to it, there is this uh, there's this tower, which I looked it up, and I guess it's called the Laguna Beach Pirate Tower, but it literally looks like a tower that was left over from a castle or something like that, like a lookout. Oh, tower. yeah. Yeah, so that's super cool, too. I don't know if you can go in it, but you can definitely walk around into it um, just to look at it. That's super cool. Um, I thought
0: Robin Rocky mentioned something about that.
2: Did she? Then, yes. Probably the same tower. I'm not thinking there's two
0: towers. Yeah. yeah. For some but, reason, I feel like that tower's off the top of my head. Like, Okay, anyways... I've thought for some reason, like Bette Midler owned it, or anyways.
2: Ooh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Reasons to listen to the Robin Rocky interview again (laughs) and learn about the history of the tower. Bette Uh, Midler does
1: come up a little bit later.
0: Oh, Oh, okay.
2: Ooh, a little. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And then there's another beach. Third beach is Treasure Island. So that place is awesome for tide pools and snorkeling. Um, So those are the three beaches. I mean, there's a ton. I feel like you can't go wrong with any of Laguna beaches. And if you're not into beaches or if you want to take a hike, popular hiking is top of the world, um, which is awesome. You get a awesome view of Laguna from the top. And Laguna is just really cool. There's so many other things to talk about in Laguna.
1: But, oh, the art walk. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yes. The art walk. Beautiful. So, oh, there's just so much. And they have – Laguna has their – Beach trolley too. You could take your trolley down from beach to beach. Very fun.
1: Great suggestions. I do love Laguna and walking around. And right now, I mean, savor it now while the parking's actually decent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Before folks come back and rediscover yeah. it again. <laughs> oh, so right. I mean, there's so many great things to to explore and find in that in that town. It's one of the places when I get my millions, I want to place.
2: Ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, is it my turn again? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. back to you. Like okay, back to me. Okay, so I'm going to do something that's not car-related, my final series. Um, the If you come to Southern California, one of the things about Southern California is that it draws people from around the world because of its weather. So people... F- come and they live here move here um because of you know the people they come here because of the weather um they it's just an amazing place to be um they come for the environment so that being said we have a so everyone's heard of chinatown okay so i'm going to mention a few that you ethnic neighborhoods that you may may not be aware of. So first of all, Chinatown is the ones that you see in all the movies. Go check it out. Really cool downtown LA. The what you may not be aware of, if you're not more local, is we have a little Tokyo. Um, so it's like a little Japan area. Um, like Chinatown, they'll have lots of shops, lots of restaurants that are all Japanese. Um, the one site in particular I suggest you go see there is the Japanese American National Museum, which is a Smithsonian affiliate has Smithsonian affiliation and it covers 130 years of Japanese American history. So while you're walking around, learn a little bit about Japanese American history. Um, the next area in LA is something called Koreatown. Um, if you like Korean food or just Korean goods in general, this is an area that you can go to. Strangely enough, Koreatown is only 20% Korean. Um, it's mostly hispanic but they live together in the area homogeneously but the area has the korea flair with all the different korean signs that are around um my family i have some family who lives in the east coast and they always they have a young son 10 and he loves k-pop
1: of course
0: (laughs) (laughs) and so his thing is working to go out to california and we're going to go to Koreatown, and we're going to go get all the K-pop lights. So, mm-hmm. so adorable! <laughs> so, if you like, have liked to learn more about the Korean culture and go see Korean things, Koreatown is really cool to see. Um, we mentioned it in a, an episode not too long ago. We uh, Little Saigon, which is in Orange County, um, it is the largest, oldest, uh, most prominent. Uh, expat yeah. community of Vietnamese in the whole world outside of Vietnam. Well, I guess you wouldn't be an expat if you're living in Vietnam.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and um, 200,000 Vietnamese Americans uh, live in Orange County. And there, my it's a combination of Westminster Garden Grove area, area, and once again, food, restaurants, all those types of things. My suggestion is to go see the Asian Garden Mall, which is just crazy when you see it from the outside it looks like this huge asian building but it's like a three it's three stories right a three-story mall
2: yeah it is three stories
0: yeah it's a small three-story mall which has a bunch of uh vietnamese shops and restaurants Yes. Um, and the last one. Oh, do you want to talk more about it oh, or we...
2: it's just funny because uh i've gone to that mall so many times growing up that to me it's just it's just like a regular old mall but hearing people other people <laughs> experience it or um, explain it it's always so fascinating to me because i'm like oh yeah it is pretty big it is it, <laughs> it does have yeah. going on in there <laughs> but yeah it's definitely like first floor is food um, and kind of like jewelry stores and things like that. Second floor is more clothing, I would say. I yeah. actually, third floor, I feel like is less, there's less traffic going on on the third floor. I don't remember what's up there.
0: But the bottom two floors are just like, if you oh, go there sure. certain times, it's just like you're, it's so packed. It's just like you do kind of feel like you're in Asia. For it's sure. like people's <laughs> personal space is denied there. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like. <laughs> so um, do you have any help? have any other highlights of the Saigon you want to mention
2: eek I'm like the worst person to ask because I feel yeah. like yeah I've I've gone there growing up and so we always go to the same place like we don't try anything new so I have no idea if there is like new foods or new places that okay uh yeah but there's I mean food is good there of course so I feel like you can't go wrong with it but of do your research i guess if you're looking for a specific kind of food um, because not all not all pho's are made equally so you know
0: <laughs> you know that was that was something that i learned is that vietnamese there's actually like is it northern and southern or eastern and western northern and northern southern
1: northern and southern
0: mm-hmm. yeah and the styles are very different and the broths are very different and you know if you have going to, and there's so many vietnamese restaurants and they're all like fa- number sixty two.
1: yes
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they all have numbers for some reason. No
2: so. reason, no idea.
0: <laughs> if if you go up to Detroit, they have Coney Islands, and it's where you get Coney dogs and <laughs> stuff like that. And they're all called like Coney Island forty two, Coney Island sixty three, and that's mm. just like, is there some relationship with these numbers? Anyways. Um, I have two more areas you should go check out. One is called Filipino Town, L.A. Um, if you talk a lot of, to a lot of chefs or you see a lot of chef shows, they think the next food that's going to blow up is uh, Filipino foods. And so I suggest you go check out Filipino Town. Lots of great restaurants and things like that. Um, interestingly enough, Philippi- the Filipinos originally started out in Little Tokyo, part of LA and then eventually moved and pushed off to another area where we know uh, as Filipino town now. And then the last one, which is one of my favorite foods is little Ethiopia in LA as Ooh. well. Um, do you eat Ethiopian food? I love the stuff. Oh um,
1: yeah. So um, yeah.
0: yeah. And you, they have lots of restaurants next to grocery stores and little shops and you know, you go there and they're very traditional. I remember we were like the first customer and I guess it's a tradition to burn incense um before you open up. And the whole restaurant was so blown out with incense we barely could breathe.
1: <laughs> oh jeez.
0: You know you know, just as an opening ritual, but we came in, it's like yeah. oh my god. <laughs> it was like a pot shop or something. Anyway, <laughs> I couldn't. So, those are my suggestions. Is if you don't want to leave the United States, but you want to um, experience a lot of different cultures, specifically Asian cultures, give these places a try. Uh, really quickly, Chinatown, Little Tokyo, Koreatown, Little Saigon, Filipino Town, Little Ethiopia is not Asian but um, <laughs> African. But there you go.
1: Wow. Well, I'm gonna. Stay. I'm going to go in between my two places or go from Balboa a little bit up the road to crystal Cove. So in between Newport and Laguna, um, and crystal Cove is, I love it because of the ocean, but also there's a trail that links Irvine. Um, you can go from Irvine all the way to the ocean at crystal Cove by following bomber Canyon and all that fun stuff. Um, I love the beach but what I really love of the cottages and here's that connection to Bette Medler, because the movie beaches was part of, it was filmed at a cottage in crystal Cove and oh. it's easy to tell because they've labeled it. Um, and <laughs> thank goodness. And it was, it's absolutely, it's so cute. It's so quaint, but there's a bunch of other movies that were filmed back in the day, uh, the heyday, the golden era of movies. Um, that were done there. And they're in the process of restoring these cute cottages and you can rent them. I mean, and you can stay in the night, you can stay up to a week. Uh, it's, it's been a massive um, undertaking over the past, I want to say almost 20 years because they were going to be torn down uh, to make a big high rise hotel. And they managed to, to escape, escape, through, which is great because you get such a cool sense of, of history and Beach community there. There's also an awesome restaurant on the water, the Beachcomber, um, where you yes. can oh, yeah. park yeah. unless you're staying at the cottages. You can't park there; you park across the street. And they have a, a woody you know that takes you shuttle back and forth, um, and they've got great drinks. Uh, their happy hour is awesome, and it's a cool place to kind of watch the sunset, uh, get dinner, and whatever. So it's that-
0: on the beach,
1: literally, yes. like you're gonna yes. get, like this sand coming in and all that. So yes. Take it's a walk on the trail and yeah. come back for, for a drink and just think about how wonderful it is to live in Southern California. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. Um, my last recommendation, I haven't been there in a while, but it's about an hour and a half, two hour drive outside of Orange County, and I'm taking us to Palm Springs. I actually had to check and make sure Palm Springs is actually in California, which is it is. What? It, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes I feel like it's like really far away for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Sometimes I think it's like way past Joshua Tree and like into Arizona. I think it's just being in the desert. <clears throat> and I just feel like it's so hot that we're not in California anymore. But it's a lot well, closer he, than I remember. <laughs>
0: here, here's a guide. From where we live in Southern California, if you haven't driven four hours – it's in California. That's true.
2: It's a good town, <laughs> right?
0: It's hard to get. I mean, unlike Texas, which takes you eight hours, at least it takes four hours for us to get out of California. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Okay. So we're going to Palm Springs, and what Palm Springs is. It's a desert town and it has a bunch of like awesome vintage shops and things that you can do there. But what I want to talk about specifically was the aerial tramway, which I may or may not have mentioned on our podcast before. But the aerial tramway is this exactly what it sounds like. It's a tramway that takes you from the bottom of Palm Springs up to the top of the mountain. Uh, Does the mountain have a name? I don't know. <laughs> the, the tramway itself, it's the largest rotating tram car in the world. So you go up and it's like windows all around and you get to see all of all 360 around you. Right. So usually when you take a tram up, you're either stuck in the front or stuck on the back. And you only see that one direction. But this place, for this one, it takes you and you get to see all around. But what's awesome is that at the top of the mountain is the mount oh it's mountain okay mount san jacinto that's the mountain it's mount san jacinto state park and it's crazy because when you're starting your tram ride you're in the middle of the desert imagine it's summer really hot and then as soon as you take the tram up you're suddenly just in this forest that's like 20 degrees cooler um and it's amazing it's there's hiking up there there's a whole you can actually stay up there i think there's a whole cabin kind of resort thing going on up there um but there's restaurants there's it's like a completely different um like like you you're in the same spot just like 8500 8, feet higher and it's it feels like completely different which is so crazy um but yeah, like I said, there's restaurants, there's a natural history museum up there. They've got two documentary theaters. Um, interesting. Ooh. But yeah, it's just tons of hiking up there. Lots of nature, which is awesome. And it's open for you. Because I think at the beginning of the pandemic, they closed it. And I was sad because I wanted to go. But it's open again. So you, you can go. <laughs>
1: Well, just Palm Springs history, you know, with, um, you know, like the Rat Pack and all that. And now the revitalization and people, you know, all of the Art Deco homes and stuff like that. It's such a cool area. I when I was out in Palm Springs, I went to the Desert Museum, um, and that was great. Like, and in, in, it was early September, so it still was really, really hot, but amazing cool exhibit interesting exi- I can't say anything is cool in palm springs but <laughs> interesting exhibits and i do i can't wait to try the tram so thanks for the recommendation oh yeah it's awesome
0: i love the tram <laughs> so much fun so do, do you go there do you, do you what seasons are your favorite up there emily
2: oh my gosh uh the seasons that are not too hot <laughs> Well during the uh,
0: summer it could be pretty cool. That's
2: true. Yeah. During the summer, the last time I went it was like dead of summer. So um just getting that elevation and feeling the coolness of the top of the mountain was amazing and I didn't want to leave. Um but I guess usually when I go out to Palm Springs, it's usually spring or summer. I don't haven't really made my way out there fall or winter, so I don't i have down there winter. <laughs> oh. Ooh, with snow? That must be amazing
0: so i'm of as mentioned a father and i'm lazy okay so um what i mean by lazy is i hate driving up to big Bear, you know because yes it's quite a distance it's but also- a long drive <laughs> Yeah, it's a long drive and then you get you, you drive there it's getting colder and it's getting colder then it's getting colder and it's getting colder and then you get there <laughs> and then you you do your thing and then you get back and then you drive out and it eventually gets warmer and warmer and then you know with Palm Springs it's kind of during the summer I mean during the winter in California it's 60 degrees, you know, in Palm Springs. You drive out there just like any other day, sunny, beautiful. You get out of your car and then you put all your snow gear on, and then you get on the aerial tramway and it goes from sixty degrees down to thirty to zero, mm-hmm. and it's snowing up there. And you spend a couple hours up there. I take my kids sledding, whatever. It's not as good sledding or tubing as these other places, but you know she likes being dragged around in the sled. She likes playing with the snow. And then after you're freezing cold for four hours you get back in the aerial tramway and you go down and you're warm again in 10 minutes <laughs> it's
2: like teleportation
0: yeah it's almost like teleportation exactly right and I, I've actually gone where it's snowing at the top and it's down at the bottom it's close to 80 degrees
2: wow that's incredible <laughs>
0: And, and so it's, it's, and it's like that you're instantly warm. It's a pleasant drive back. You don't have to worry about, you know, sliding all over the road. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. So anyways, that's... I like winter. I've, I've only gone there during the summer once. Um, but uh, I think I like the winter experience the most.
2: <laughs> yeah, I want to try that. I want to experience that too. <laughs> so. Okay. Man, we took, we took a trip around so in (laughs) california got a lot of places to try out and um i mean a lot of places i want to go back to but thank you for everyone for sharing and thank you for you to tuning in to our socal podcast what did you guys think let us know on our social media channels where you can find out more photos of our adventures from around the world interesting articles and more
1: And if you're newer to our podcast, we don't just talk about topical things. We also talk a lot about destinations. So check them out. Check out some of our older podcasts on Cuba, Taiwan, and Russia, just to name a few.
0: Mita in Paris is a University of California, Irvine, divisionally continuing education production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for the professional courses. And once again, thanks for tuning in. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.